Hey there, welcome back to The Places Between. I wanted to start off this week by saying thank you so much for listening and tuning in week after week. We can all relate to a feeling of waiting, whether it's waiting for a table at a restaurant that seems to be taking way too long, the traffic that needs to clear up the next season of our binge-worthy TV episodes, but then there's the things that keep us awake at night. The dream job and where are the opportunities, the longing for the soulmate that you haven't found yet, the desire to have kids or even a bigger family, the diagnosis to come back clear, and even the returning home of a relative, perhaps a son or a daughter that walked away from their faith. If we were honest with ourselves, when it feels as though the dreams that we've had for what seems like forever seem to be lagging in their arrival, It's disheartening to say the least. And if I were to catch you on a not so good day, you would tell me that you just don't know what you want to believe for anymore. Am I right? You're in good company, my friend. I know this feeling all too well. And that's what inspired me to write Stay in the Story. No one ever told us that we would have to wait so long for the very things that we've dreamt for, right? And if I were to guess, I'm sure there have been points of being frustrated enough that holding on to that hope was a real challenge. You may have even learned how to numb that feeling of waiting. What I'm encouraged about is that every so often that thing, whatever it is, pops up to the surface and then somehow you're here. You're learning about this resource at the right time. If you haven't already, I want to invite you to join me for 25 days that I hope will be life-changing. I believe you found this devotional for such a time as now, and God is going to do some new things both in and through you, if you'll just stick with the journey. So consider this your invite, friend. Go to theplacesbetween.com and click on Stay in the Story up in the browser to start your devotional today. I'll put the link in our show notes. I can't wait for you to dive in. And now let's jump into today's episode. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. So thrilled to have you on another week of The Places Between. This week, we have a special guest joining us, and I'm thrilled to dive into her story a bit more. She's an adventurer, 
She's born and raised in South Denver, but currently resides in Kona, Hawaii. This girl has traveled the world, y'all. What I love most about Megan is her contagious joy and excitement for almost any adventure, especially with Jesus. She's truly my sister from another mister. She has a love for family, kingdom business, fitness, dance, her community of friends around the world. And if she were to say it, she loves people, people, people. Megan has worked in the U.S. and overseas for for-profit and nonprofit organizations alike. Her heartbeat is to ultimately see individuals walking in the freedom of who the Lord uniquely has gifted them to be and to know the Lord deeply in day-to-day life. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and dive in with us to the places between. Hi, Megan. So good to see you. Hi, Wendy. You too. Long time. Oh, it's been a few minutes, maybe a little longer. (laughs) You don't have to tell us physically where you are, but where do you find yourself? I'm actually in Kona, Hawaii. I've been out here for a year and a half and it has been a dream. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So I know a ton of stories that I want to dive into. I can't wait to share some of them, but let's start out for those that don't know you or know your story. Tell us a little bit just about who you are um, and then maybe something that social media doesn't know about you. Gosh, well, I'm passionately in love with Jesus. So I think that people would describe me that way. I grew up in Colorado, born and raised. Um, Like I said, this was my first big move to Kona, Hawaii. And I have a huge heart for business, for people, and just to see the Lord work in in people and transform them. Um, I... One thing that people might not know about me is that I am currently working at a coffee farm in Hawaii and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> that. That's so fun. I happen to work at a coffee shop, like one of those designer shops that's like makes hearts in the lattes, like right yes. after college. But I remember watching all these videos on like how to roast the beans. And so do you get to do like that kind of stuff? So my particular job is super fun. Um, we have the actual original cowboy here, um, which I did not know until I moved here, but cowboys came to the Island in the 1830s before they came to the mainland in the 1860s. And so I teach people how to roast, um, you know, manually cowboy style over a cast iron skillet, which is super fun. Um, but our whole farm, it's, it's like the source. So we actually harvest the beans, we dry them and then we roast them. It's primo, primo coffee. So it's, it's a really cool process. Oh, I love that. Oh, I just remember how good coffee was out there. <laughs> yes. Known for our coffee. That's for sure. How fun. Okay. Well, I can't wait to talk about your recent big announcement and uh, project, but I'd love to fill the listeners in a little bit about our friendship. Yes. So we met like, I think eight or nine years ago, maybe longer. 
You were in Denver. I was in Denver. You were working for a major nonprofit and I was actually working for the local uh, radio station, Christian radio station. And I remember that you just had this, like every time I saw you, you were smiling and granted it could have been work related, just like the professionalism, but you just had this joy that radiated from you. Oh, thanks. And getting to hang around you a little bit more and more. I just remember discovering that you love Jesus. And then I was like, I think that's why like my spirit is drawn towards yours just Mm -hmm. because it was so evident to me that that joy wasn't, you weren't just like smiling all the time. You were actually like radiating the joy of Jesus. It's so funny, Wendy, that you say that because I literally felt the same way about you when I first met you. I remember that pink streak in your hair. I remember (laughs) you being a little DJ or something at one of our events. And um, it's just so funny because so many people have asked me if I have a sister or a twin. And (laughs) literally out of nowhere, people who don't even know that we know each other. And I just feel like we kind of mirror each other in that way. And so I'm on, I'm honored to hear that. I know. Well, looking at your like beautiful long curls and beautiful smile. I'm like, I feel like it's such a compliment when somebody's like, Hey, I think I've met you before. And they kind of describe like where or something. And I'm like, "Mm, I think that was Megan. Yeah. It's so funny. (laughs) That's so awesome. Well, it's definitely a compliment. Um, on this side as well. I'm so honored. Um, and it's fun to call you a friend and just seeing the adventures you've gotten to live. Um, so for listeners that are tuning in over the years, I've just gotten to see Megan dream for more. Um, I've seen her cheer other women along in their fitness journey, and then even come alongside of people as they themselves are chasing after their own dreams. So, um, I think you're like one of the biggest cheerleaders of other people's adventure with Jesus that I know. So, wow. It's that means a lot. Well, that's a huge part of my heart is just, so yeah, seeing people chase their dreams with the Lord and, um, glorifying him along the way because we can't do it without him. Totally. Totally. Okay. So Let's talk about Hawaii. Um, what what pulled you out there? I know that you had plans to move there pre-COVID, but that got delayed a little bit. So you can talk a little bit about the delay, maybe yeah. stuff with well, your parents. Moving to the ocean has been a 13, 14 year dream in the waiting and the process. Um, I was born and raised in Colorado, like you said, and um, I just... I, I, I honestly, by the time I got here, I was like, is this really going to happen? Because there was a two month delay in moving out. The flights kept canceling. Um, my housing was available, but then fell through. And it turned out that, um, in that time, the Lord told me, um, and that was right when the pandemic started. It was right when, um, the, the rules kind of hit Denver and the fear started to hit Denver. And, um, my parents kind of fell under that a little bit. And, um, 
basically told me not to leave the house um, for the two straight months. And being the free spirit that I am, <laughs> that was difficult to hear. And I prayed and the Lord said, honor them. That That is the one thing he told me was honor your parents. And it aligned with scripture. And I was just like, okay, um, this is the hardest thing that I've done to, you know, not even go out on a walk with a friend, you know, like I couldn't even go out in the fresh air. And, and the Lord just said, just honor them. And what ended up happening, the fruit that came from that was so beautiful. And it's something that I could never have done myself, but the Holy spirit was so in the inner workings of those two months with my parents that, um, there's something that shifted in my own heart and there's something that broke and it actually uh, brought me and my parents so much closer together. My, my mom and I would dream up these beautiful meals after a 45 minute walk. I mean, there just was so much time in that season and just so much restoration and it's only something the Lord could do. And it all just came from honestly, obedience and surrender. So mm-hmm. really wow. that's so wild. Well, and we, I think how many times, how many times do we go through something that's difficult and we know we have like this deep knowing that we need to surrender or give up that control. And yet we like fight it. And as soon as we like open our hands to be like, okay, it's not in my control. Then that's when like something we get a breakthrough or we see some type of redemption Definitely. It's so true. Like almost every time in my life that I have really come to surrender and repentance is when I see the Lord show up, you know, through obedience. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. our obedience because the Lord loves obedience more than sacrifice. And it's just, it's just so true. It's so mm-hmm. true. <laughs> so, okay. So you make it to Hawaii and tell us a little bit, a little bit more like, You've been in Hawaii for how long? Um, It has been a year and a half. I was planning to originally be here for six months. So (laughs) it's been a dream. I mean, honestly, Wendy, but the first six months, I mean, I walked through this depression. If I'm honest, um, I, it was really, really hard. I was seeking the Lord with all my heart. I was supposed to be on this honeymoon journey in this honeymoon season with the Lord. And I was like, I mean, imagine going on a honeymoon with your spouse and not being able to connect with them. Mm. It was hard. It was hard and it's real. And I just had to sit in it. And Ecclesiastes never felt so real where everything just felt meaningless. I was even reading that this morning. And because I'm in a different season now, like it hits a different way. But I was just like, what is the point? You know, and from there, the Lord is so faithful and showed me that nothing is worth it without him. Nothing because I have everything that I ever could imagine. Like I was dreaming up in my head, every single inch and corner of my space and the interior decor, which is a huge part of my heart that the Lord knows. And I was, you know, I literally would wake up at 3am before moving out here and just have these ideas in my mind of how I would want each corner to look because I knew my exact space I was moving into. And it was just so fun to decorate with the Lord. He gave me literally every single thing that I imagined, including a canopy that I had been wanting since age five (laughs) over my bed. I got it for $10 from my landlord. And so just so many dreams fulfilled, even just from a young childhood heart. So it was really, really cool. 
Oh, I love that. Well, funny enough, because I know some of these stories, I do want to talk about that in one sec, but um, let's talk about, I guess, life before Jesus just for a second. Cause I'd love, you know, I think some people listen to podcasts or other people speak and they just think, gosh, they have it all together. They've done life with God forever and they're perfect yeah. or whatever. And you and I were literally just talking about our relationships with God. Can you share more with us? Like, when did it become more than like a Sunday thing for you? I mean, I was in a Bible study last night and I told people that I didn't even grow up in the church because I literally don't remember a single Bible verse that I learned in church. Um, I, I knew the story of Moses. I knew the Christmas story. That was it. And I think a lot of unbelievers can say the same. And it wasn't until I went off to college, I started to choose things for myself, which is part of what the Christian walk is, right? It's like really making the choice for ourselves. I had this radical encounter with the Lord where I went off to school. I was partying Thursday through Sunday. I, um, I was wild and crazy, my wild free spirit self, just for the wrong reasons. And I decided to come home one weekend to my parents' house and um, kind of kills a religious mindset because <laughs> my parents actually went off to church and I decided to sleep in because I was tired from the go, go, go and the partying and the studying and all these things. And I wanted to sleep in to study and they left. And then I had this radical encounter with the Lord where I um, had this wild dream. It truly is the most real thing that I've experienced to this day. And I just saw the Lord made this dream become almost the room. It's, it's, it was so, it's hard to explain, but it was very real. And it was all encompassing, all embodying. It was all of me basically. And there was this African genocide that played out before me, blood everywhere, felt like an elephant was stepping on my chest. I felt the demonic presences in the room. Um, it's almost like I was carrying the weight of the world for 10 seconds and it was crushing me. And then I saw this ocean wave, which is interesting now that I'm in Hawaii and had no idea that I would be moving out here. And I, I saw this script, this scripture that said, the Lord giveth what the Lord taketh away. And then I audibly heard that like, it was this jolt that woke me up and um, I just knew, I just knew that God was real. I didn't know anything else, but I knew that he was real from that moment on. Wow. Wow. And so that sent you on a journey of like discovering who he was. It did. It took a little while. Um, I still was, I mean, I think of that scripture of working out our salvation. It's, it's true. Like it's for me, salvation really has been a journey. It's not like one instant moment. I mean, yes, I, received the Lord. I declared with my mouth, but I have found that salvation to me has just been this like endless surrender and Mm -hmm. this, you know, this continuous walk with him and continuing to press in and this continual transformation. And yes, I, I needed it. (laughs) I needed it. I always have. (laughs) Isn't that it's, it's humbling to realize like, I think that's one of the things that COVID taught a lot of us. We live with an illusion that we have control and especially the United States. So when COVID happened and we literally, we were afraid of this invisible monster, 
it's just, it's like when everything is stripped away and we have no control, where do we go? As a believer, as somebody that trusts in Jesus to be my everything, it's when everything is stripped away or when it looks like everything is still there, I still know all of that stuff is going to let me down if I don't have Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he's my one constant. That's all I know for sure. Totally. I love that. It's why I trust him because Mm -hmm. of the history that I've created with him. I mean, I remember hearing a sermon once about the history that we create with the Lord and it's so true. I mean, you create this history with friendships, you know, Mm -hmm. I think of like my history with you that goes back eight or nine years. And I know your character because of the history that we've created together. It's the same with Jesus. Like he is our constant, he's our Mm -hmm. rock. And that's why I can trust him. I love that. (laughs) I totally love that. It's, um, it's a random memory. Have you been to the end of the world cliffs in Kona? That is the one cliff that I have not jumped off from. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to send you a picture listeners just to describe it. I don't know if I'll post this, but there are these cliffs that on a good day when the tide is out, you can go cliff jumping from. So I remember going several times and it was like the wildest experience. Well, fast forward two years later, the tide was in and there was no possible way that we were going cliff jumping. And we saw the waves come in and like slam against the rock where they they were like 20 foot waves over the rock. Mm -hmm. And I remember taking a picture and being reminded of that Charles Spurgeon quote of Mm -hmm. being slammed into like, I've learned to kiss the waves that slam me into the rock. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about like the great rock, like the rock of ages, the great I am. And whenever I hear that quote, I think of the end of the world cliffs. So you have to go. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, it's interesting because the Lord has been giving me these images in this season to, to go and meet him, to experience him. And Mm -hmm. so that's, I feel like he's speaking through you right now. He's like, yep, this is our next meeting together. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, so I feel like we've waited long enough. We need to talk about this really cool, exciting announcement that you just announced and is already out for purchase, but tell us about your book. Yes. It's been honestly a long time coming that I didn't even know was coming. If that makes sense. I started writing some of my stories down about five years ago, and I'm a big Bob Goff fan as I know you are. And I really adore his writing style. I think he's so fun. My book actually follows a similar format of just a whole bunch of short stories. It's a very quick read. But the idea came about like three to five years ago. I'm not good with timelines at all, which is why I write everything down. Um, I was awoken in the middle of the night for like a two to three week period with these stories of my life on my heart. And some of them actually, some, sometimes I even got titles like names. Um, Mm. and so I'd write it down because I learned after my dream to always write things down because I lost a small portion of that dream. When I first Mm. met the Lord, I'm still kicking myself to this day because I'm like, Lord, return it, bring it back to me. But I write everything down now. And anyway, I looked at this at the beginning of the pandemic because the Lord came to me while we were sitting together and he said, what are 
different things that you've been wanting to accomplish that you haven't had time for because the pandemic, like the two months I was at home with my parents, I had nothing but time. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything but hanging out with my parents. And so it was such a sweet time, truly, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, those two months. And so the Lord started talking to me about a book and he had me get those out. And I, I wrote the first chapter in Colorado and then I wrote 90% of it here um, in two weeks when I first moved here. So that is so wild. Well, and for those that are tuning in, her book is filled with just incredible stories about the many adventures that she's had with Jesus. And it's really neat. It, for me, it was neat to read some of the same stories that I've heard before, just like when they happen, like I remember. And then getting to read with a new pair of eyes based off of what you were experiencing and like the thoughts in your head based off of like joy or nerves or even just going on different adventures with you was so fun. So tell us what your book is called. Uh, It's called Faith It Forward. I actually got the idea and the confirmation from the Lord with the idea of paying it forward, but that... Mm -hmm faith is a substance that can be shared and spread. And so we actually can faith it forward to one another um, by sharing our stories. Totally. And I, that revelation verse of people overcoming by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Every time I've heard this before, every time we hear a testimony of a story that like reminds us of like a breakthrough that we're waiting for. Like we can actually be like, I want that. That's for me. Like that's yeah, like a God moment. So some of the fun stories from your book, I'd love to talk through, like, can we talk about how many flights <laughs> you've gotten to adventure and like take on a whim based off of sheer Jesus luck <laughs> I have to tell you, Wendy, I actually got to this place of like cockiness, like almost entitlement because I just knew like, it's where my faith almost like went from faith to just like, oh, it's okay. He's already got it, (laughs) you know, because he had come through so many times in this certain season of life. He was meeting me through travel. And I think it was the fourth time I was heading to Africa and um, I had just recently quit my job with a nonprofit in Denver and it was a big leap of faith and I was praying for financing to come through and I got literally the exact amount of money right after praying a really bold prayer. And I think the Lord made me pay $3 out of the whole thing. It was crazy wow. with entry costs and everything. And I was like, okay, Lord, I guess I can pay $3. <laughs> It was just wild how my friends all just so happened to be flying the exact airline that I fly for free through my standby passes that my mom has so generously gifted me through mm-hmm. her many years at the airlines. And um, long story short, my friends boarded the flights. I was not worried and I still was, you know, like, it's okay. And then everybody's on the flight except for me and I, and they're starting to like go through the standby list and standbys are getting called and it's not me, not me, not me. And so I shoot an an SOS text to my friends and I'm like, okay guys, we need to start praying. And long story short, man, I, the Lord asked me to get down on my knees and to pray. And it's just that humility and that, that obedience when he tells us to meet him in a crazy way, just like when Jesus, you know, spit mud or 
did the mud with the eyes and yeah, um, and that miracle. It's like, it sounds crazy to the natural, but like he meets us in obedience. And so I got down on my knees mm-hmm. and I prayed, ended up getting on the flight, got, got the last seat on the plane. And it was the fourth time that I had gotten the last seat. The crazy part is that I got on the flight from Denver to New York to Newark. And I had already purchased a ticket with, with the funding that I had raised from Brussels to Uganda. So I had to make that flight in order to get to the flight that I had purchased. So wow. it was wow. just on the edge of my seat. <laughs> that is so wild. Well, and so if you didn't make the flight, then the flight you paid for wouldn't have worked. <laughs> right. Yes. My whole itinerary was hanging on this one flight that I needed to make. And the Lord got me the last seat and the last overhead bin space. Wow. So just enough room for me to squeeze my bag in. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So where have you felt like the most stretched as a result of trusting God in a season that you couldn't foresee the future? Mm-hmm. And then secondly, any words of wisdom for our listeners um, if they are in a season of learning to trust God? Yeah. Well, I joke with you all the time about how we, I mean, our friendship, we both bonded because we've been in very similar seasons of waiting constantly, always in the waiting. And my prayer has been, I would say pretty consistently across different seasons that I want to be content no matter what I'm walking through. And the Lord specifically spoke to me about this book to include not only the highs, but the lows, because that's real life. And Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of my journey has been stretching. It's all very uncomfortable. I think facing my fears has been stretching. That has been one of the things that I actually have enjoyed the most, though, is trusting the Lord's character. And again, going back to the history that I've created with the Lord trusting him so much that I know that if he's calling me to something that he's not going to let me just fall on my face. Mm -hmm. And if I do, he's going to meet me there and he's going to transform my heart in the process. So there's going to be good that comes from it. So I guess it's just for me, the stretching seasons, um, it's all about perspective. I will talk about when I first moved out here, that honeymoon season, I, I I felt like the Lord was inviting me into a honeymoon season with him before I potentially walk into marriage on my own. And it just was this feeling of every reference around me with the Lord was relating to honeymoon and wedding and all these things. And I have stories in my book actually that relate to that, but not being able to connect with my honeymooner, my honeymoonie, Mm -hmm. you know, with my, my spouse, with Jesus. Um, when I first moved out here, I honestly can say that was the hardest season that I've walked through. It was probably one of the most stretching because I was doing the every everything in the book that Christians tell you to do. I was proclaiming truth. I was worshiping. I was um, hitting my knees. I was praying and I wasn't getting breakthrough. And I just was so confused. I was like, Lord, you're, you're the one that invited me out here mm-hmm. to do this, to honeymoon together. Why am I not experiencing you? And he ultimately just... I am a feeler. And he ultimately was just telling me, you know, he, he's not a feeling and I'm in the most beautiful place in the world in Hawaii. One of my favorite places that I used to travel to every year. And I have everything that he's given me 
even in my place, I got to decorate with him every single thing that my heart desired. And yet without him, it's nothing. Yeah. And so he was just showing me like, as, as achievers, I'm an achiever, right? We can chase the whole world and literally without him, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it was stretching. And I also reaped and have reaped such beautiful fruit mm-hmm. in knowing that, that he truly is my first love. I mean, that's really what I got out of that really hard six month wow. period. <laughs> wow. And that's really beautiful because it's who else knows us like the Lord. And I know some people that are listening might think like, there's no way that like Jesus could know me that well, or that, that we would know him that well. But I think that's the unique thing about him invite inviting us into intimacy with him is like that knowing him is possible. Yeah. And then we know that like his nature is only good. So any of the bad in our life given an appropriate lens to look through, God can really show us like, this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm allowing. I'm not just a mean father. It's, I have something way better for you. And it's, I might take you through a hard season, but it's because I love you. And because I have so much more. And it's the Mm -hmm. transformation that happens in our heart. I mean, that's ultimately what he's after. You know, if we, if we give him our yes to take us through the hard stuff, he is going to use it and meet us there. And it's going to, it's so worth it. It's so, so, I mean, that's what I talk about in my book is just, I'm an entirely different person um, because of the transformation that God has done in me. And I mean, I don't have so many things that I used to cling to. I mean, I, my voice was attacked growing up and the Lord called me to speak at a women's conference. And I was afraid to bike for a triathlon and the Lord called me to do it. And I saw that I just got to see who he created me to be mm-hmm. actually play out before my own eyes. And it's like, you actually don't even know what's in you. You don't know the gold that's in you until you trust him enough to actually walk out on the water and see. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like that Hillsong song. Yes. Giving space to walk on water. Um, so you talk in the book about community being so crucial. And I, I actually pulled an excerpt that like jumped off the page to me. Um, you wrote, when the world speaks the opposite, we need friends who remind us he is on our side more than we could ever know. He is fighting our battles and he is for us and in love with us, even on our ugliest and worst days. Mm. Um, I just can't help but think we're in a season where it's like, like COVID happened. So many people had to isolate. Um, yes. A lot of good things came from it in terms of like, we got to repair relationships and we got to grow deeper with those that we did life really intimately with. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, how would you encourage somebody to seek out like community if they don't feel like they have these type of friends. It does take effort on our part, right? It's a partnership with the Lord. So showing up in Christian community groups um, is really important. If you're really, I've always been of the 
thought that we shouldn't get stuck in a Christian bubble, but we do need one of the churches I went to talks about an in and out lifestyle. And we do need that core group of people to pour into us, to hold our arms up when we can't anymore, especially in the spiritual world. I mean, that's physical and spiritual. Um, We need to meet together, like Paul says, continue to meet together and then go out um, from there. So church is obviously a really great place to meet people. um, But honestly, it wasn't until I started really asking the Lord. I mean, my encouragement is always to just go ask. Like it says you do not have because you do not ask. And mm-hmm. I just take the Lord at his word. <laughs> You're the one that told said this to me. So I'm praying this prayer and I'm waiting for you. And um, it's just, it's so true. I mean, the, the things that the Lord has yet to give me, I, I believe that he is still working out. Mm-hmm. But there are so many immediate prayers the Lord has answered for me because I take him at his word. and. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it doesn't happen right away. I mean, I prayed for community for two years before it came to pass. And so sometimes he's just working it out on your behalf and he's putting the right people and places and into place. Um, Mm -hmm. The places between it's, it's waiting on him to work it all out because he is working it out for you. Mm -hmm. Totally. When I heard this one pastor say, you know, the, in Romans, he talks about working all things together for good for those who love him. But this pastor, you know, paraphrases that and he's like, if it's not good, it's not the end. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, so it's it. like those places between of just like learning to be like, okay, God, I'm not exactly where I thought I would be or I wanted to be or where I think you're taking me, but give me the courage and the boldness. And the vision to like hang on to. Yes. So I can thrive. A lot of people don't actually believe that God is good, mm-hmm. like in our heart of hearts, right? And it wasn't until I moved out here that I realized that that's what I was believing about the God, about the Lord. I was like, are you really good? Are you really for me? And it wasn't until this season came to pass where it was so many years of waiting, not to say that, you know, he always gives us everything that we like ask for, but I just saw how he intricately, deeply saw me and loved me, um, through this season. And I I truly can honestly say for the first time in my life, I know that I know that I know that he is good. My encouragement to listeners is to If you're struggling with like knowing that God is good, really ask him, ask him to show you that, that he's good. I truly believe that he's not afraid of that, Mm -hmm. not afraid of answering that and that he will show you in your heart of hearts, like in your innermost part of your heart, that he's good. Like Mm -hmm. in a way that your heart can understand, he knows every hair on our head. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many hairs are on my head. I have no idea. (laughs) But he knows exactly what our what our heart needs. He knows mm-hmm. what our head and heart need together in order to trust and to know that he's good. Yeah. So not, not to be afraid to approach that question with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Megan. Thank you for that. Just I needed that too, because it's I think God just so longs to do life with us. 
and he's okay with our questions. So I love that advice. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) It's just something I'm learning out here. Yes. Well, okay. So I don't want to give all the stories away. I want to honor your time and our listeners time. I will tag your book in the show notes. So anybody who's listening, go to our show notes and you can find out how and where to buy Megan's book. Um, But tell us what was the most rewarding part for you writing the book? I would say it probably would be the writing process itself, as well as reading back through it, because I'll be, I'm I'm being a hundred percent honest here. I have had a really hard time connecting with my book after I birthed it. It's almost like postpartum depression for moms. It's something that I birthed. I got it out. I was, you know, obedient. The Lord met me through it, had such beautiful times writing it. The Holy Spirit really encountered me in it as I would write it. I mean, I truly can say I came to tears multiple times because he was, I was reliving these experiences of his faithfulness to me. Mm-hmm. And that's how he showed me he was good. It was like time and time again, reading these stories, rereading the stories even now, because I believe that scripture is God breathed. I also believe that the Lord wrote through me in my book. And so I believe it is Holy Spirit breathed as well. Um, and I, I have prayed over it time and time again. And I believe that the Lord is going to meet so many readers through it for that reason, because mm-hmm. I believe the Holy Spirit wrote it with me. Yeah, I love that. You know, when we can pour our heart into a project and just know that like our prayers are, and our tears are like, God, take this and use it to impact however you want and just trust that it's going to do the work. So he's in the redemption business. That's what he does. (laughs) Absolutely. So as we wrap up final question for you, Megan, what place are you between and how can we pray for you? I feel like I'm always in a place between. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But again, just like asking for that contentment um, in the midst of, you know, whatever circumstances, um, that's what I want. Joy, no matter what I'm walking through. And he's been teaching me that. Um, I am in between. I'm actually, I've been out here for a year and a half in Hawaii. I thought I would be here six months. I am praying with the Lord into where he's calling me to next. I mean, I thought that he was calling me to YWAM to learn some more scripture. He's really been speaking to me about learning scripture, learning Spanish, which is exciting to me. I'm like, where are we going, Lord? <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I, I don't feel a yes with an organization like YWAM yet. And I also have a couple job opportunities out here with the coffee farm that I'm praying into. So it's just pressing into the Lord. He usually tells me in the 11th or 12th hour after something, after there's already a deadline. (laughs) Oh yeah. Love prayer. Would love prayer for next steps. Absolutely. I love it. We will absolutely be praying for you. Thank you so much just for your time and your wisdom. And, um, I love what God is doing and writing in your story and just thanks for sharing it with us. So, so honored, Wendy. It's so fun to catch up with you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. All right, listeners, we will catch you again next week for The Places Between. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed talking with Megan. I would love to hear your takeaways from today's show. 
Don't forget to check out the show notes and get your own copy of Faith It Forward, her book. It's a thrilling and adventure-filled book that will totally encourage your walk and trust in Jesus. Lastly, if you made it this far, I would be so thrilled, you guys, if you would like and subscribe to this podcast. I'm not sure you knew this, but we're listener supported and those kudos and reviews are gold to help our ratings. So if you happen to have listened today, write a review of any of the podcasts that you've heard with a five-star rating, take a screenshot, then share it and tag me at the places between or WJ underscore Blondie on Instagram. That's WJ underscore Blondie on Instagram. And I'll send you a Starbucks as a thank you. After all, who doesn't love Starbucks? I'm over here cheering you on, friend. You just finished another episode of the Places Between podcast. If you want to access more, be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests, episode sponsors, upcoming retreats, and more. Like Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.